Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading the Leeds Book Club podcast. It's been a little bit of a while, um, but Jess and I have decided to get together for a natter as a Christmas treat for ourselves and we hope that you enjoy. Hiya, hello. So, the theme is Christmas. <laughs> yes, so um, this year I found myself needing a little bit of the Christmas spirit back in my life. I think everybody's had a rough couple of years worldwide and we all need to just rethink how much we care about each other and the Christmas spirit is my way of of doing that. So there's this TV channel called Christmas 24-7. I know it well. And it's, (laughs) it's the best thing. It's only on air from like the beginning of November through till January-ish. Yeah. And it just plays Christmas movies. It's basically the Hallmark Channel. The Hallmark Channel swaps over from like mid-November and just plays Christmas movies. Every second film is a Christmas film. And you'd think that's a really limited repertoire of films and you would be wrong. It's amazing. So every Saturday there are debuts of new Christmas movies. I haven't seen any for the last two years. It's going to be a Um, treat. And they're all awful, but in a really entertaining Christmas spirity, it's a Saturday afternoon and you just want to lie on the sofa away. I'm going to have to actually disagree with you there because back when I believed in the Christmas spirit, which I no longer do because the planet is doomed, um... I started watching Hallmark channels and a lot of people might know this about me, but I really like Excel. And uh, if there's a computer open in front of me and I'm watching something obsessively, I start to rate them. Mm. And I discovered you can very easily rate Hallmark Christmas movies. There are those that have Christmas spirit. There are those that just don't work. And then there are the terribly bad festive films. And some of my favourite Christmas movies fall into the terribly bad festive (laughs) film category. (laughs) I think my favourite ones, though, are the ones where... And the plots vary, but they all have the similar sort of structure. So somebody does not have the Christmas spirit. There is a Christmas miracle. They get the Christmas spirit. Yeah. And whatever form that... And usually it's kind of talk to your wife more or, like reconnect with your children or your community. Trust in yourself. That sort of thing. So there was like, and it usually involves like an animal or, yeah. you know, a cute kid or a project that gets the community back. You know, there's there's something tropey that happens and at the end they've got the Christmas spirit back. That's my favourite because I think that gives you a little bit of escapism and hope in times of trial. I like the ones that are in absolutely no way whatsoever based on classic literature that revolve around a mean, grumpy, wealthy person discovering that they lack the Christmas spirit but mm. because of the love of their community and usually an animal um, they discover that they do indeed have the Christmas spirit and, and I like those ones. You know how like Marvin Gaye's family are suing everybody for ripping off Marvin Gaye? Yeah. Charles Dickens' like, ancestors... 
do they can they do they cash in on this <laughs> Do you know, one of the very first podcasts I ever did was with Lucinda Hawksley, who is Charles Dickens's great, 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 great granddaughter. Mm. Um, and the the family ha- has been interesting. So the generations of it do kind of keep the, the feelings alive. And, you know, there's a lot of books written and all the rest of it. But I, I think she said during the podcast, she doesn't feel proprietary about it at all. It's... um. It's her ancestor. It's interesting, but it's not hers, if you know what I mean. But I imagine this time of the year, from the Muppets Christmas Carol through to, you know, I mean, it's it, it must be hard to just look at all of that and go, yep, that's, that's out of copyright. Whatever. That's, that's, that's a shame. I can see that. Yeah. But she, she was, um, she, she's a pre-Raphaelite scholar, I think. Uh, well, she is. And uh, had read, written a book about... Um, the red-haired lady that was used in all of those... Effie Gray. Effie... No. Possibly. I'm, my names are... I've got it. I just... It's in a box somewhere. Mm. Um, but the lady... The woman of Shalott. You know, all yeah. of the pre-Raphaelite um, painters and that kind of thing. Um, with the big chins. With the big chins. Yeah. She was absolutely lovely. Um, so... This, but didn't seem yeah. to... Didn't seem to have any particular, like... <laughs> this year, so... This year, I've decided to get my Christmas spirit back I am going to do a reading challenge now I haven't done a reading challenge in quite a long time um so I have been kind of reading books that I wanted to read or that I thought I should read so I've read like the shortlist for the women's prize for the last couple of years which has been good and uh, so little challenges like that but like a proper blogging it up yeah reading challenge and in the past I have done some you've done loads absolute corkers I think my favorite my my top two favorites are either the Daniel Smithathon, Daniel Steelathon, Steelathon, yeah, or the one where I had to read Anne Rand's Oh Fountainhead, Fountainhead, which was awful. Oh no, I I mean for <laughs> as as an observer, the, as an observer, Fountainhead was by far the the most entertaining. It was also the one where I worried the most yeah. about whether you'd come. Because I'm intact. kind of an ult- I'm an altruistic lefty, you know, bleeding heart liberal type, yeah. and and Rand is not. Not <laughs> no. But the Daniel Steelathon and I did a Catherine Cookson-a-thon. Yeah. I just read a shed load of their books in a small amount of time. And you did your scandal. The scandal murder thrillers. I've done loads. You've I mean, so loads, you, yeah. you know, have a look at those. They're all on this blog somewhere as well. Mm. So this one is going to call the Twelve Days of Christmas. Yes. I was originally going to do a, like an Advent twenty four book one, but mm. like I that no, would have been insane. That would have been insane. And also, like when I was doing the Steelathons and what have you, I did not have intense as intense a job as I do now. <laughs> so I can't. I can't read. 24 books but in a month but I can do 12 so I have already started I have I have I have um I am bad I have already started this so I'm I'm five books in now mm. um I'm happy to talk about them but I thought we could talk about Christmas books in general yeah well I think Chris, Christmas in general because I think it's um I'm feeling very I'm feeling very bad humbug this year I have the last couple of years just because as you said everything is so hectic all mm. the time and I feel like the world has definitely had a, a bit of a kick Shit. in the teeth the last couple of years um, and yet when you say something like the Christmas spirit I immediately know what you mean mm. you know as much as I am trying to grinch it up a little bit like the Christmas spirit for me culturally it's an incredibly real thing to do i love finding out about stuff this year um 
there's a, a book charity which I'll link to um, that's um, fundraising to give uh, to give books to children at Christmas who might not otherwise get some I think that's brilliant mm. in a, in Iceland I remember you telling me a couple of years ago that they basically have a day around Christmas where they Christmas give books Christmas Eve they give books and they all go home yeah, and, read, and them. read them yeah I mean Iceland's got it going on they are sensible people they are awesome we just go to the pub well, I mean, let's not <laughs> knock all of our national pastimes. <laughs> um, but this year, the, this year, the closest I've come to Christmas spirit, I think, is getting excited about you doing this challenge. <laughs> Good, I'm glad I can do that. But I have you. thought, so, I, I, the last couple of years, I have been addicted to the Hallmark Christmas movies. And I think it's the same thing that you were touching upon. There's... They're fundamentally good-natured stories. Mm. There's never really any bad guys. There's misunderstandings, but not villains, really. Everybody learns a lesson, and it's really community-orientated. Yeah. And so just looking at um, some of the books that you're reading, I, I think some of them are Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, I know at least one of them is. So the first one that I wrote... So the challenge is basically, does it have Christmas in the title, and is it kind of uh, non-incredibly academic wanky book so yeah. you know can I borrow it for like but it, no I mean it has to hit the criteria yeah there has to be someone lacking in the spirit yes there has, there has to be someone to be... lacking in the spirit there has to be the the, the Christmas miracle and then, and then the Christmas spirit is regained spirit. and it has to have Christmas in the title because there are loads that have like things like called deck the halls or something like that no no I want Doesn't I want it, I want it to have Christmas in the title of the book um so the first one I read was uh, the nine lives of Christmas and that is by excuse me while I double check um that one is by Sheila Roberts and I know that that is a uh, Christmas 24-7 movie Hallmark movie because I found it on YouTube um and Brendan Routh yes um former Superman, Superman. um <laughs> he's a super fireman he in this. plays the hero um, in the Nine Lives of Christmas. So that's the first one I'm going to review. So look forward to that review. And I will be linking lots of um, sh- scenes from the movie. Because I, why I the hell really not? I really hope you do. I, I also really am looking forward to watching that. Not on YouTube. Um, Shockingly, <laughs> this was one of those films that I saw two years. I want to say 2014. Yes. But I remember it was like it had been hyped all week. And I remember sitting down on a Saturday night and going, I was on, I was on my own 8.30 in the evening. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the weekend made. I, I'm not sure that there would be a, an awful lot of prizes given for that film, but it... um. I think it definitely qualifies as a yes. Christmas spirit. Well, there's loads of the ones that I'm reading, like De- Debbie McComber, or McComber, I'm not sure how you say her last name. I've never read any of her books, but she's a massively popular romance writer. Um, she's sold over 150 million books in the world. That's yeah. a ridiculous amount of books. And she's written hundreds. You know, She's one of those that churns out a book of every three, four books a year. Mm. She's got loads and loads of series. And she writes a Christmas book every year, and she has done for the last 15 years or so. So I've got quite a few of hers on the list and some of them have been made into Hallmark books in fact an entire series of hers was made into a series on the Hallmark channel starring Andy McDowell the Cedar Close oh Cedar Close yeah yeah, I've not seen any of this I watched the first episode of that and thought this is just it was just that bit too Hallmark for me oh you Um, see this is this is if there was a Cedar Close Christmas I would what I would I would uh, I would read that one, but yes, yeah, so I've got a long list of things. But anyway, Christmas books in general. So, um, 
I think we started off thinking about like what we liked as children because Christmas Sunday you tend to think yeah. about the kids. Yeah, and I, and then I was I I mean I was surprised at how difficult it was to actually think of Christmas books, um, yes. because most books might like especially children's books if they're set to the school year they'll all have Christmas in them yes. but it's not a Christmas book or about Christmas, um, but ones that. I think both of us read and loved would have included Little Women, Little Women, and that has one of my favourite Christmas scenes in it. Little Women is gorgeous. The BBC are making a adaptation of it this year that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, it, Little Women, the Christmas bit where Christmas isn't Christmas without presents, mm. said spoilt brat Amy, who we hate. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I I can't. I'll just no. Um, I've done it. I've tipped over. I've done that thing that I've been told my whole life would happen. And I thought, no, bollocks to that. It's never going to happen. I was told that when I was a, a little girl, I would love Joe and I would hate Amy and I would want Joe to end up with Lawrence. And I thought, well, oh, spoilers. obviously, spoilers. spoilers for the 300 year old book. Um, and, uh, and then I was told that when I became an adult, mm. I would forgive Amy. And I would yes. be happy that Joe ended up with the professor. I think, and I tipped over somewhere along the yeah. line. Obviously, I feel sorry much, for you'd Amy much now. Rather have a, a a sexy German professor who wants to start a business with you and you know respects you and listens to you and you know motivates yeah. you to write more and all that it. stuff. And that would, obviously, but I still don't like Amy. But I feel you know, sorry it, for her. Uh, anyway, I little know, woman's sorry. Was, and, 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 and again, like in a weird way, little woman does to they need the Christmas miracle the Christmas miracle is that the war will end and dad will come home and and the Christmas spirit of Christmasness well yes peace hopefully Aww. means that they don't goodwill on and, earth yeah and and they do you know the Christmas spirit is regained and and they also do learn lessons about what's important to them and how the importance of family and so yeah. in a weird horrible way little women is a classic hallmark movie in the making and oh, that's just deeply disturbing <laughs> but um, they all are if you think about it i mean everything involving christmas has to have a lesson and um, because that's the point of christmas, christmas. is that we you learn, learn from the, the i mean it's the closing of the year isn't yeah. it it's a time for reflection you look back at the people that have supported you in the year and what you've done right and what you've done wrong. I mean, we, we sing songs about a fat old jolly man that judges you by whether you've been naughty or nice. You know, it's it's in, inherently part of the have process. Have you seen the, um, what's it called when you have two circles and they're joined in the middle? Venn diagram. Uh, the Venn diagram where it's um, Santa and your Fitbit and knows when you're sleeping, knows, <laughs> knows when you're, when you're awake. awake, knows when you've been bad or good. <laughs> No, but I, I, as I was saying it, I did think Santa has a lot of similarities with a stalker or an abusive Elves ex. on the shelf. Have you seen them? No. Oh my, look. So there's these little toy elves and they look weird and you can buy them. They, they're a few years old now, but you buy them for your kids and you put them in kids' bedrooms or on the kitchen shelf or whatever. And if the kid is naughty in front of the elf, the elf will tell Santa... Yeah, look them up. And now you can buy, like, accessories God. for them in pound shops. 
Because that's not this teaching This is like surveillance, surveillance nation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's massively surveillance nation. It's weird as heck. And you can get one with little cameras in them. Oh, yeah, no. Of course you can. Of course you can. That's but, just wrong. Yeah, you know, that's not the Christmas spirit. That that's is not, not learning the from Christmas your mistakes. Spirit. That's, that's, that's being scared of making them in the first place. That's also, it's uh, fundamentally, that's not about teaching anybody the difference between right and wrong. That's teaching somebody the difference between getting caught. Yes. So agreed. don't pick on your younger brother in front of the creator creepy Christmas elf drag him into the hallway and beat the shit yeah, out I'm sorry yeah, but yeah, not no. the Christmas spirit either and nobody should be doing that but no. that's weird yeah it is weird um, other Christmas books but speaking of Santa um, probably like my favourite Christmas book as a kid was by Raymond Briggs who did Father <sighs> Christmas and, and The Snowman, snowman. Um, The Snowman is like the film that I remember as a child just sobbing over on Christmas and like every single Christmas you have to watch the Father Christmas and you have to watch the Snowman and I had both of those as graphic novels and I love both of them dearly I still think Raymond Briggs just was just a most wonderful writer and illustrator and I haven't seen Snowman and no dog no I have no I interest don't, to I have no interest in it because the Snowman for me just is perfect, perfect on its own mm. um one of my friends who from primary school um, who grew up to be a professional dancer who has been in various things that I've told back mm. talked to you about over years um, has been in the snowman show on, in the West End so in the West End every year they have wow. the snowman and she's been a snowman for the past 10 years or whatever and I, little pipe type part of me really wants to go and see it because <laughs> um, I went to see Father Christmas at mm. the West Yorkshire Playhouse the Raymond Briggs one um, two or three years ago mm. oh it was absolutely amazing they did such a fantastic you know job of, of the whole thing but there was a real innocence to it mm. it really was pure like and and that is something that i think the it's not quite there in the hallmark movies there mm. is a knowing nod to the fact that you're probably more cynical and jaded in real life but you're just curling up with this because of well, um i think as well with the hallmark movies is they're about adults rather than fantasy figures and also the, the books i'm reading some of them are filthy really yeah like proper like felt, but in a really kind of like the curtain falls at the last minute oh way, no oh which god it's just bizarre the word like harlequin does christmas you, you, you do not expect this from a cover of you know a snowy scene with a woman in a big coat walking towards a castle like it's just very strange um other books they enjoyed as children that are christmassy obviously the lion the witch and the wardrobe series has to get a mention because yeah. it is such like it's almost canon it's, yeah it's well, i mean so well, well i mean father christmas shows up and he's wearing green and he gives presents to the penisieves you know like it's it, they save christmas through rejecting the wicked witch and, mm-hmm. and selfishness and joining together and working together it's it's perfect it's yeah. it's just a pretty perfect book i think i love narnia anyway um but the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was, I think, the first one most of us read. Yeah. Um, I have a real affection for it, for that. And I really liked Santa in it. He gave them weapons. <laughs> yeah, I remember being nine, and I was like, can I get a bow and arrow? No. And the, the, Yeah, weirdly, my parents did no. not feel like I was mature enough for one <laughs> at that stage. I also um, really enjoy uh, how, like, it's always winter but never Christmas. It's exactly how it feels it's exactly as a kid exactly how it feels because this time of year when it's cold and it's dark and you're looking to lead up for something for me it's all about the build up like christmas day itself 
I'm not like I mean it's nice obviously mm. but I'm not like totally like oh my gosh it's the best day of the year ever for me it's about the feeling of the carols and the lights and like yeah it is mostly the music to be honest mm. I think and the food obviously and the drinking and the merriment but like classic to have, FM becomes Christmas FM to know. have that kind of coldness and that kind of I mean there's a reason that humans all over the world have some sort of celebration when it's cold and dark because you need something to look forward well, to. I mean, it, really, I think it's, it's it, in part is, is it not about the um, the solstice? You know, yeah. we we get to we get to turn around to the dark and the cold and the wet and the night and say, "Go away, we're done with you." And we're it, Christmas basically is hailing in, you know, and a new a new vision. Well, that brings us very nicely onto the darkest rising, which oh, such we have talked about in a previous podcast. Um, but it's such a good book. If you're looking for like a an alternative to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to read with your kids, mm. I would really, really recommend the Darkest Rising series in general. Yeah. As a book, it's it's set at Christmas time, and it's about a family, um, that and the difference between the old world and the new, and mm. and as we were saying, the kind of like rejection of the dark and and yeah. and, and the turning of the seasons, and it's and it's a brilliant, brilliant. But book. it's also a beautiful weave of mythology as well, like of of old, I suppose English and Irish and Scottish and Welsh myths. You mm. know, there's a lot of different characters that get a that get a, a view in, and it's um and it doesn't feel like it's. It doesn't feel like it's there to be educational. It feels like it just thinks here's an aspect of Christmas you might not know and you probably really enjoy. And mm. I, I, this uh, the hunter I loved, I loved. I, I think that's a fantastic book. I didn't like the film. I've not seen the film. I think you should keep it that way. <laughs> if I'm totally honest with you. Okay. Um, I didn't didn't think it was brilliant, but. I mean, the books aren't, as I say, if you're if school books, um, Harry Potter features Christmas in it, mm. but none of the Harry Potter books could possibly be described as Christmas books. But they're great films to watch mm. at Christmas, especially when they have, you know, the, the weird little Christmas carols that the witches and wizards sing. I think that's brilliant. I think know. it's a tradition in a lot of houses to read to watch the Harry Potter films over Christmas. They are big family blockbuster films mm. and just in general. They're safe viewing for all ages, which are are the one that we watch um or that I, I have tended to watch is The Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um and I, again it, I think the music there's something about the music. It it fits the season, you know. Big blockbuster films and big blockbuster books tend to do very well out of the season because yeah. there's something you can all sit down and watch together as a family or on your own. Notable exception is the Star Wars Christmas episode. <laughs> it's just it's j- never awful and bad. Yet, but yet Star Wars for the last few years every single year. Yeah. They've brought a film out because it's something that the whole family can watch together. Um, I think that we do go back to children's books because of that's kind of our memories of childhood. But I think mm. as an adult, and I am really struggling to think of like classic books that aren't the whole like Christmas chiclety books mm. that I'm reading at the moment, apart from the Christmas Carol. And I have really, really thought, but you suggested Call the Midwife. Yeah, I mean, the Call the Midwife, the TV series anyway, um, has done some really lovely Christmas episodes. But I think one of the things I find interesting is I was trying to think, like, do they have Christmas in Pride and Prejudice? No. Not really. But then a, a wedding involved, you know, your closest family 
um, mm. getting together in the morning, having lunch, and then getting on with your day. It certainly wasn't the festival that it's become. So I guess with classic literature, excluding Dickens, I do think it, it probably wasn't as big a thing until the you well, know, 19th, 20th century. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. suppose things like Christmas trees, we didn't have those until no. the mid-19th century, in this country at least. And really, we... Christmas as a commercialised festival. Yeah. It's only been the last, you know, 100 years or so. Yeah. So, and I think without the consumerism, mm. Christmas used to be, I think, a lot more personal. It mm. was a lot... I mean, I, I, one of the... Well, the, it was a religious ceremony. It was... Well, it was, it was a religious ceremony. It is a religious ceremony um, still. I mean, I still, I still go home. I spend time with my family, you mm. know, and I think that the... the big things are still very much part and package of it mm. but there are aspects where um i i do feel like it's it's not, the, the, i i guess what we're talking about the christmas spirit that doesn't always seem to be at the forefront of the way christmas is packaged but nowadays rejecting christmas commercialization is such a trope of the Christmas, Christmas spirit. spirit. I like, know. I'm, 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 like, not I'm not about, trying to be. It's not about all the money that you spend. It's about who you spend it on. And like no, but a of... few years ago, you and I made Christmas presents for people, mm. um, and some of them turned out absolutely beautiful. Mostly yours. <laughs> some of them turned out a little bit wonky. <clears throat> but it's the thought but people that people loved them, you yes. know, and, and um, I made some like I knitted some decorations for various people. The last couple of years when I've gone round to their house, the decorations are up in the tree yeah. and that kind of thing. And, and it, people bring it up. And there was there was so it, I'm not saying I'm not rejecting the giving of presents or the anything like that and, or the decorating or anything. But I think that. It, for me, I guess Christmas is still about sitting around a table with those that you love mm. and going what will the next year hold? Mm. And it's a very hopeful and optimistic. It's also the more food that you're going to eat in one day than you'll yeah. see for another year. But I guess, I guess. Mm. I think as well, like, it's taking, for me, Christmas has always been about taking time off. Because for me, my I work in a university, my, and I worked in a college before that. My year starts in September, and I do not stop until, well, December now. Um, it used to be November. It used to be November, but that has changed somewhat in recent years. Um, but uh, so now for me, Christmas is really it's a breathing space, and that's why I tend to read like big fat books. So this year, I'm I'm I I I am hugely presuming here, but I think that Santa may have bought me the new Northern Lights book. I think I think. Um, so like I'm really looking forward to having like a few days to kind of really get into that one a few years ago I read Gone with the Wind for the first time over the Christmas week so yeah all your faves are problematic but like it's such an epic book and it took me like the week to read it and I was properly sat uh, reading it Mm. over that course of that week and if you're looking for something to really just escape to it's an immersive amazingly well-written book um so yeah, I think having having the time and having the space to kind of really reconnect with yourself as well is really important, and that's yeah. something that that we should all take if we can. If we can, no, I, I think you're do. right, and it's... I'm very incredibly privileged to be able to do that as well. Well, yeah, I I, I was gonna I was, I was actually just thinking about it. Like it, it was different when you you were a student. I felt like you had a lot of time around mm. Christmas, whereas now you know you you book your annual leave off. You get mm. particular days or whatever. It seems like it's a. a a smaller more compact period mm. but the only time I like 
cold, windy weather is that week when I'm not working and I'm walking through crisp, cold days mm. where the ground crunches underneath your feet, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's something, I, I think, you know, frost and ice, there's something very clean about them. They, they're nasty buggers, I know that, but they look beautiful. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've got somewhere warm to go to afterwards. Yeah. Um, I draw the line at snow. I'm still not over snow. I'm, we're not getting, we're not, I'm not reconciling myself to that at all. I think as well, like for me, so two years ago, like I woke up on Christmas Eve at four in the morning with proper full on vomiting, all the rest of it flew and I had a week in bed and it was hell. And that was the same year that Leeds flooded. So um, the air flooded and Kirkstall Road flooded and that's near where I live. So that was all very strange. And I had friends who were, you know, their businesses were ruined and you know, they were trapped in pubs and it was all awful. So like that, that year was just horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. And then, so the last kind of last year, it was like regaining the Christmas spirit. And this year, you know, I'm really kind of going, right, this, we're going to do this right, right. this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, you, you appreciate it more. And I think the, the classic Christmas books, I, so I didn't realise it until recently, but It's a Wonderful Life is based on a short story called The Greatest Gift. I can't remember who it's by, but apparently... Um, they wrote it and they tried to get it published in like short story magazines or whatever and nobody would print it. So they sent it to all their friends as Christmas cards and it ended up going, getting to the producer of It's a Wonderful Life who turned it into the film. Mm. And I just think that's gorgeous. The I fact love it's, stuff like that. Like, it's such a lovely story. But <laughs> the like, greatest gift lived the Christmas dream. But yeah, and I read The Greatest Gift. Like, you can find it online and I read it and it's really, you know, it'll take you five minutes to read and it's oh, yeah. really, really sweet. And... It's just, she's not a, you know, frumpy librarian in it, which gave me great hope. Because <laughs> um, that's just the worst thing in the world. To the library! Oh no! She's wearing glasses and there's a hair She's up. about to shush you. She's going to shush you. How dreadful. If only he hadn't died. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wouldn't have a career. <laughs> In a female-centric profession. <laughs> oh, dear. What a shame. I, I feel like now is probably a good time to go. Most years, the Hyde Park Picture House yeah, shows... Yeah, well, it's a cottage road this year. Is it the cottage sold road? Out. Already, already sold, sold out. out. Yeah, well, Christmas Eve. Enjoy that. Cottage yeah. road is beautiful yes, cinema. Is. That'll be an experience. Shall we go through the ones that I've, I'm re- I've read it all up? Well, um, just going from high literature... Yes. Um, to, which, <laughs> <laughs> ...to literature that is not high at all... Um, mm. There are Christmas, there are Hallmark Christmas films that are so bad, I um won't watch them again. That's unusual because mm. I can watch most things again a second mm. time, or at least if they're on, if if any one of these three films come on, I'm obliged by law to turn them off. It's a series that started in two thousand and two, um, called The Christmas Shoes, and. Two thousand and two. There's been three of them. I think it's two thousand and two, two thousand and five, and two thousand and nine. And they're called things like the first one's the Christmas shoes. I think the second one is the Christmas blessing, and the okay. third one I think is the Christmas wish. Things to note about the this film: the first two feature Rob Lowe, the third one has Neil Patrick Harris or some variation of that. But I remember being genuinely stunned. To see. This is very early, Rob Lowe. No, Rob Lowe's been going since the eighties. Okay. Rob Lowe was like Rob Lowe is, ha, was thoroughly established um, okay. at, at that point. But I, I gather he'd hit a bit of a a, a low point career wise and was looking to reignite. 
this was... Or he just really, really enjoyed the script and really got the message. It could possibly have been... Uh, <laughs> it could possibly have been that. But I, I, remember, um, I remember watching the first one kind of in disbelief, going, it's... I, I, I wasn't I wasn't investing in it, shall yeah. we say. And the film ended and it ended on a country and western style version of the film that we just watched in song form, also known as The Christmas Shoes. Um and I look I, I was like, they must have written the song for the film. But you know how sometimes you get a little like caught up, yeah. so I Googled it. I couldn't have been more wrong. Go on. The Christmas Shoes was an email chain that started in the 90s. Right. So for those who don't remember the oh, 90s, God. when email first started, um, somebody would find something funny and forward it to everybody in their address book. Yes. And you'd get these huge chains, many of which were followed by, if you don't send this to 12 people, your nose will fall off yeah. or your hair will fall out. Yeah. Or, or you know, you'll be blessed by an angel if you forward this message on. And it, you could tell that they were forward because they started with... Forward, 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 forward. Re the Christmas <laughs> spirit or the Christmas, Christmas shoes in this case. I think I remember this. One. So this because <laughs> everybody honestly everybody got them. Like everybody so, did. And then there'd be one, one day, woman in your office who sent them to everybody. One day somebody figured out how to like get glitter to rain down your screen while you were reading them and I got all of those as well. In the end the nineties basically ended um with you realizing who you would and would not email by whether they forwarded chain emails to yes. you or not. This particular chain email um, featured two small children standing in a Woolworths. Yes, I do remember this Looking one. at a pair of shoes. <laughs> and they were counting counting the, the, the money in their hands and they picked the shoes. And a, an adult saw them and saw that they were on their own and was a little bit concerned, but he thought, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna interfere. But he ended up standing behind them in the mm. queue. And they got to the, the front and um, the woman said, oh, the shoes have been mislabeled. They're actually 20p more expensive. Mm. <laughs> and the little boy turns around to the even tinier little girl and goes, we don't have 20p. And the little girl goes, but mama's dying of cancer. <laughs> and if we don't get her these <laughs> shoes, she won't have a good Christmas. Because that's what you need. Because that's what you need. And the man behind them heard what had happened and obviously gave them the 20p so that they could bring the Christmas shoes home. Mm -hmm. And he knew that their mama was very sick, but he hoped that, you know, that she would enjoy this. So that was the email chain. Mm. That got turned into a song, mm -hmm. which was, oh, your mama's dying. I've got to buy well, you I've got shoes. 20p. Let's buy some yeah. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and a combine harvester. Um. And uh, and it's it ended up being made into a film. The film obviously follows the adventures of these shoes. The second film features the little boy from the first film, a little bit more grown up, and he finds the you know passing the shoes on to somebody, and then the third one is like finding the shoes again. So it's or like something Sisters like that. of the Traveling Pants. Except but, it's really shit. Right, okay. Uh, and I, I shouldn't actually be so strong in my language of that because I once said on Hallmark, well, sorry, on, on Twitter, um, Hallmark does some brilliant Christmas movies, but some of them are absolute stinkers. And I mentioned this. I don't know if I've ever had as much engagement from Twitter as the number <laughs> of people going, how come you not like the Christmas shoes? It's amazing. I will look out for the Christmas shoes and I will, if I, if I end up watching it, I will give you my review. Thank you. Um, that would be... But yeah, I, yeah, 
So yeah, that was um, just basing an entire movie off off an email chain just seems well. It's ludicrous, not even it's not even the best email chain going round. I mean, there's no Nigerian princes or anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, you know, there's a bestseller at the moment is the version of a book that was a, a, a the sequel to a fan fiction version of a book that was thought of by a dream. So have you seen this? Darker, Christian's version of oh, no. Fifty Shades Darker, which is the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey, which was originally fan fiction for Twilight, yeah. which was written after she had a dream. So yeah, you know, and ironically, what goes around comes around. Stephanie Meyer started writing Twilight from Edward's perspective, but somebody stole the chapters from her computer and leaked them, and she was so upset she couldn't finish the book. So she couldn't write her rewrite her story from the male protagonist's point of view, but the person who wrote fan fiction of her work got to do so. That's amazing. So it's like growth. It's amazing. Anyway, so the books I've read at the moment, do you want to go through the ones I've already yeah, read? Yeah, let's, let's whet well. the appetite yeah, for the reviews. So I have done The Nine Lives of Christmas by Sheila Roberts. This is the one that's that, the one with Superman this in This is it. one that Superman plays Fireman. Um, I've read The Christmas Secret by Karen Swan. Now this one I have to admit, so the rest of them I've got from the library. Yeah. Um, because we need to get our books from libraries. But this one, The Christmas Secret, I have, I admit I have bought this. I bought this from WH Smith in Manchester Piccadilly Station because I finished The Nine Lives of Christmas because I didn't realise just how quick a read it was going to be. time it would take. Um, I've still got it. I've still got that speed read. I can still do it. So that was, that was pleasing, but I'm now Expensive. £7 short. Um, so Karen Sron, she is a writer who writes the sort of books where women in coats walk toward buildings um, <laughs> on the front cover. Um, and I've read and enjoyed several of books of that ilk, but I've never read hers yeah. before. Um, and yeah, this is, she writes now, she writes a Christmas version of them every year. She wrote one called Christmas at Twi- Tiffany's, which was quite popular a few oh, years God. ago. Well, I've not read that one. So I, I, I read this one. You can read the review of that. Um, Wait, is that the one that's filthy? It's not filthy. I mean, they're all they're not filthy. There's lots of men with broad shoulders, and they all have but very a, a different genre of book. Snobs. This would be heaving bosoms. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Last Christmas is the third one I read. That's by Julia Williams. Is it based on the song? No, but it actually yes. Oh, <gasps> so it's not based on the song, but the song lyrics are interspersed throughout the book. Oh. Which God, that is, sounds delightful. Is amazing. So this and this is the first one. So Julie Williams again, Chicklet, very very classic McNaughty's Chicklet author. I've read I've read one of hers before and I can't remember when, but I've definitely you know on Goodreads when you look yeah. at the author and you think I've read that. One. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but this this one she was encouraged by her agent to write a Christmas book and she did and it became very very popular. So she's written like several in a series. Yeah. Um. So this is the first one of that one. Um. That one's British. Um. So of the ones I've read there's definitely a big difference between British Christmas chiclet mm. and American Christmas chiclet or break it down for us just so the American ones it's all about a small town mm-hmm. there has to be a small town living mm-hmm. coming from the big city to a small town and, and really the, the other value way of community oh, yes. never the other way around oh yep. no god no and the, that sort of community aspect is very very important um, and in the British ones, it's all there's a, a big emphasis on the end of commercialization yeah. and getting back to our roots. Yeah. Um, the British ones tend to be more. Uh, 
uh, about the families rather than about the the couples, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like in the American ones, there's like our relationship that is explored. Whereas in the British ones, it'll be the whole. It's a set piece. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, this I'm basing this very very loosely on having yeah. written. No, this is the truth now for but all this, British yes. and American books. But like with Last Christmas, it's very much like there is a shed load of characters, and it's all about all of them. Like in the way that the British chick list tends to be more set piece rather than. I've just thought character. of another Christmas book for adults ish. Mm. Uh, Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot. He, there's a book called Hercule Poirot's Christmas. Um, and he basically goes to stay with a family because his central heating has broken down and theirs hasn't. <laughs> so they phone him up and go, We think there might be a crime. Can you come and investigate it? And he goes, No, it is Christmas. I do not do this at Christmas. And then the guy sticks his head in and goes, there's no way we're going to get this boiler fixed or the equivalent. And Poirot being on the phone literally goes, is your house warm? <laughs> they're like, of course it's warm. We had the central heating, but in last year, he's like, right, I'm, I'm going to go. And, and there's a ruby and there's a Christmas pudding. And Is there a, the, the, the mystery of the Christmas pudding? Is that... That became one of the Poirot episodes. Yes. Um, and, but the, the, he actually, there's a couple. There's like, I think there's 13 short stories. And I think there's a Christmas one in, in there somewhere. I have my Agatha Christie's are currently in a box. <clears throat> so I've got Last Christmas. The, that was the third one. And then I read Lakeshore Christmas by Susan Wiggs. And you can tell how much I love that one by my tone of voice. Um, look forward to the review of that one. Um, and then uh, I read Home for Christmas by Debbie McComber, who I've mentioned earlier in the podcast. She is the one who is like Mrs. Christmas, and she's written ones that have turned into Hallmark movie ones. So you're not lots. quite at the halfway point, no, but I'm... you're nearly there. Oh, no, 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 actually, no, I finished one today on the train. I finished my Nora Roberts one, but Ooh, I was Nora duped. Roberts. I was duped, so... Not Nora Roberts. No, it was by Nora Roberts. It's It's a book called Christmas Magic, but it's not... It's two books in one. Oh. And the first one is Christmas. It's called All I Want for Christmas, I think. Yes, it is. It's called All I Want for <laughs> and Christmas. everybody who works in retail who's listening to this podcast just has this shudder going down <laughs> their spine at the name of that song. Yeah, it is. It's All I Want for Christmas, and that's the first book in these two parts. And the second book isn't Christmassy, so I'm not oh. reading that one. So, yes. So okay. that's, that's the last one I've read, Nora Roberts. And that one was so schmaltzy. So, so schmaltzy. In the absence of any of the consumerism, of yeah. any of the presents, any yeah. of the music, any of the decorations or the set pieces that go with Christmas, having read five books, can you feel the Christmas spirit? Do I feel spirit? the Christmas spirit? I, some of them gave me war, little, little tiny fuzzies. Um, I would say Debbie McComber, probably the most amount of fuzzies. Mm. Because she writes in in a way that is kind of guaranteed in the she's she's a yeah. Hallmark writer so she she knows what she's doing. Um, some of them gave me less fuzzies. Some of them gave me instead blinding rage. Um, good, good. That feels uh, that feels very Christmas. Yeah, but, but you know what? Like I I do feel that I have escaped slightly with them. Like I do feel when I take them out of my bag on the train, I do feel a little bit like now then. Yeah. I am escaping the equivalent the of sinking world. into a sofa with yeah, a like, you know, yeah. and they're lovely books to read in the bath and you know oh it's excellent just... yeah of course so what are what what is next in store what's next on the list then so I've just literally just started the cozy Christmas tea shop um which is the second in a series about a tea shop 
Is this British or this American? This is British. You shock me. This you shock British. me with this. Yes. Um, I, and so I will let you know how that goes. Um, and then I, I, I really have to go back to the library. You will be surprised how many there are. Um, you would not be surprised I'm how many right. there are. There are so many. There was, well, when I started, I was like, oh, it'll just be like a couple of authors, but everybody's written one. Everybody's written a Christmas yeah. book. Well, do you know, it's funny you should say that because I, I used to go to sci-fi conventions and a lot of the actors that you'd meet have Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kaylee from Firefly, who has an actual name. Yes, but I know who you mean. Oh, State. Oh, Jesus, it's gone. Anyhow, uh, Kaylee from, from Firefly, somebody said to her like, did did your agent kidnap your child or something? Like, mm. why why would you make Christmas movies? She said that they're great fun. They're mm. always shot in June, and uh, and the residuals are great because <laughs> once a year you have a feeling it's if Hallmark have made it, they're gonna be they're gonna be showing it. But she all she actually also said that there's something about you know having a. a you know, embracing that the time of year and what yeah. it means, and um, and it's much more fun to shoot in snow when it's actually sixty degrees outside. I and... guess as well, it's a little bit like for actors, it's a bit like being on the bill. Everybody's done it. Might as well. So it's it's an easy money maker. Everybody's done it. There's no shame in it because everybody's done it. So why not? Mm. Why not make a stupid Christmas movie? I would if I was an actor. I'd yeah. definitely. I'd make six. It'd be great. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm really the world is my oyster when it comes to this. So I've I've got. Uh, I think I'm definitely going to read at least one more Debbie McComer because I did enjoy mm. that. I mean. Yeah. The one I read, it was again. It was two kind of, two novellas, put together. Put together, but so I want to read like a full book of hers. Yeah. Um, do you? Is there? Do you have a final book? Or have you got a guaranteed? You've suggested the final book for me. So. Ah, so this is the Fanny Flag. Yes. Um, a Redbird Christmas. A Redbird Christmas. I've not read it. I've I've read all the other Fanny Black Flag books. We talked about Fanny yeah. Flag before in the podcast. We both love her. Because um, I feel like that's gonna be a, a bit of a yeah. Pie, really. I reckon I reckon I, I I will enjoy that. I really hope I do. If I don't, I'll be gutted. But... I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be my final one. So yeah, I've got. I think I'm I'm halfway through now. Um. So what I'm going to do is write these up, in my usual style of, really hoping that the authors don't actually read them mm-hmm. and get upset mm-hmm. by them. Um. I hugely respect anyone who writes for a living um, and has the patience to do so. Um, but That doesn't mean that, that doesn't if you're writing to a formula, you can still write well to a formula. Yeah, and I'm allowed to have an opinion, so I'm going to be truthful, um, but kind of try and be as kind as possible as well. Yeah, to try and embrace the Christmas spirit um, with every review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, also I still feel a little bit bad. So the last kind of big, really bitchy review was when I did of a discovery of witches mm. i wrote that over christmas so yeah. I, I that was my christmas book a few years ago yeah and i wrote that i think i wrote it on christmas on boxing day i think yeah. and i wrote it up and put it up and that was very scathing so i feel a bit bad about that yeah so well, hopefully you'll have more positive yeah, things positive to focus things on so yeah so i'm gonna put those up on leadsbookclub.com yep, yep. Uh, once every couple of days. Yeah, well, I figure twelve days. Uh, your reading challenge is twelve is for twelve, and it's yeah. twenty four days till Christmas Eve. So once every couple of days, we'll get yeah, a we'll new review up. up. Um, I'm planning on being very generous with both gifts and films, and oh, good grief, you are all going to get to hear the Christmas shoes because if yes. I had to listen to that song, so do all of you. I am very much looking forward to seeing how you put those up I'm, and what gifts you decide to illustrate them with. And for last year, I found that I was going a little bit mad with songs that had lyrics, mm-hmm. but I discovered that Classic FM, basically from the 1st of December, become Christmas music. So it's a whole host of classical 
um, you know, arrangements, absolutely gorgeous. And I heard, I've discovered loads of Christmas songs that I'd never come across or seasonal songs that I'd never heard before. So that's Did, what I shall be doing. Excellent. Did you know that the original song for Heart the Herald Angels Sing wasn't a Christmas song? It was written, the music was written, and the lyrics were written to celebrate something. And I can't remember what it was, but it was something ridiculous. Okay, we'll finish that story when I post <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. Um, right, so thank we'll you thank you very much for um, for coming in, as for reading the books and doing the challenge, no, but also pleasure. for the podcast, because it's been a while, but yeah, I've really no, enjoyed it. Pleasure. Um, to our faithful listeners thank you so much um hope that you enjoy the reviews i will get the first one up for you tomorrow good night bye I uh-huh.